Hello and welcome to Stubbornly Optimistic, the show where I talk to random people who have interesting stories to tell and I find out a little bit about what keeps them keeping going, what keeps them stubbornly optimistic as they go through their life, how they do things. So, without further ado, let's get into the conversations and have a listen. Hope you enjoy. Stubbornly Optimistic podcast, take one. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, it can only take. We need. <laughs> no, there will be many, many, many. Nice, nice little jingle on the drums. Yeah, no, I that was my birthday present. That was the that was the birthday present for um for me from my daughter because I said I wanted drums and she's like, there you go, I bought you a set of drums. Like cheeky bugger. Uh, so so yeah, a little bit of a thing. Um, but yeah, tell me about the book because yeah, sure. as we are recording, we we're talking about yeah. that before I turned the mic on. <laughs> yeah. So this is. Uh, well, what I've called the Book of Thoughts, but it's basically the personal motivation Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know whether I would share what's in here or not. There's nothing like personal about it, but it's just, you know, it's like, it's my motivation, yeah. which eventually I'll probably end up sharing anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's one of them things that, like, I've written it down for my thoughts and my ethic behind it, I suppose, in some ways, but... Essentially, a guy called Paul Cummins who runs a platform called Whoople. Right, yep. He's uh, massive. He talks all over the world. He's got a saying where he says, your worst ink pen is better than your best memory. Yeah, that's just... That's just a fairly... Very, well, it's not fairly. It's a very simple Yep, very thing. simple thing. As actually, because you mentioned um, Whoople. That's a... Is that... What, what does Whoople do? Because that's your kind of area of expertise. Yeah, well, this, this is his his own video platform it's basically a giant personal development where he talks about primarily a lot of it is sales based yeah i think that's how we started it and then it's gone into like personal development motivation and coaching and all these kinds of things so right. well, obviously with good salesman comes good confidence yes so it's <laughs> obviously a foundation of what he does so mm. the yeah the more motivation stuff he talks about and that just rings Rings true. Very yeah. true for me, yeah. which it's it's interesting because it's a compulsory thing with where I work at the minute. Uh-huh. But so everyone has to do at least seven videos a day. Yeah. Oh, well, they have to. Obviously, some people still don't. I do thirty a day. You do thirty. This is because yeah. you were talking about this beforehand that you you um you put the videos put your, <coughs> your earphones in and you're working away doing doing your stuff on the computer yeah. and uh, and you've got the motivational stuff playing in your yeah, in your ears just, all the time. It's just non-stop. I'm, likely not even fully comprehend what's being said in my ears uh-huh. but it's just obviously still sinking in still i'm there. looking at spreadsheets and yeah. whatever else and rows and rows of data mm-hmm. but in the background there's well w- whatever video it is i've got playing whether it's a youtube compilation or one of these Google videos that's just still mm. just rolling on in the background that it's that repetition i think that makes it really sink in right okay but yeah so I suppose we should do the the introductions now. Obviously, oh, of course. Uh, yeah, we didn't do the introductions. So, do you want to explain? <laughs> um, welcome to Stubbly Optimistic. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, obviously, it's all about. From my point of view, the the podcast is all about keeping going, keeping going. What makes people tick, essentially? And uh, we've worked together in the past, so. So for the for the benefit of the listeners, for the newbies, for the newbies <laughs> that haven't caught up with the life recording to stubbornly optimistic, tell tell us a bit more about you. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I am Richard Richard yeah. Jefferson. Yeah. Um, 
And for the longest time that I can think of, I've always been ridiculously confident. And for as long as I can remember, everyone's always gone like, oh, it's because he's arrogant. He's just arrogant about it. He's just he's just big-headed. And some will say something nice, oh, don't say that, you'll feed his ego. You'll feed his ego. You'll never get out the door. His head's that big. And, I'm just, and for a long time, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I am. I'm arrogant. Yeah, yeah, I'm this, I'm that. Mm-hmm. And, for, well, again, for a long time, seen it as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Because it got labelled as arrogant, mm-hmm. and because it got labelled as being big-headed. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I genuinely think about it, it's like actually in in the grand scheme of things, if I was to measure myself against people that I went to school with and mm-hmm. general peers, mm-hmm. I'm comfortably doing better than most of them. In right. in the night, like not in a I'm doing better than them kind of way, which mm-hmm. is probably where it starts. It does sound a bit arrogant for me to say, yeah, I'm probably doing better than most of them, but mm-hmm. I genuinely believe I am. Mm-hmm. And I wholeheartedly believe that is down to the fact that I do not give up and right. do not let anything stop us. And I will not ever believe for one second that I can't do something. Right. So Even that... if it's literally the first time I've ever done it. And some go like, oh, like seriously, I'm world champion of this. I'm like, all right, okay, give us a week. <laughs> give me a week. I'll get you a run for your money. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the thing, though, isn't it? Because you mentioned at the top of that that when people see this this air of confidence this air of belief about what is possible they immediately stick it in the negative box yeah the, the arrogant box and oh yeah life will prove you wrong but some of the stuff that i've been looking into and and and, and you know some of the stuff that i've read is thousands of years old you know the philosophy from socrates plato that kind of stuff and it generally keep going until you get success keep yeah. going and you know and and learn from the failures i mean um how question the question that comes to mind is literally with with that with that level of of self-belief and self-confidence how did you approach the failures the things that didn't rock up the way that you expected them to throughout your journey from there to to here yeah um that's plain and simple i honestly believe that i will one day change the world Right, okay. And it's just a case of, right, okay, that didn't work. I wholeheartedly believe I'm destined for success. Yeah. And it's just a case of, right, well, that didn't go to plan, or that wasn't quite the end goal that I wanted. It's like, no, but I know if I'm well, I'm going to do some groundbreaking, and yeah. I'm going to do something that's going to change the world, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. And for, I'm 28 now, so let's say the last... How old would I be when I've decided I was going to change the world and do great things? Let's go with eleven. So let's say the last, the last <laughs> seventeen it. I love years. It. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> eleven years of age. But the thing is, uh, kids. I've read something today. Kids are operating on a genius level until the rest of the world go. No, you can't do that. Exactly. So go yeah. on. Eleven. Eleven so year old yeah, Richard. Let's, let's yeah. say eleven year old me going yeah. into secondary school, and you had to either sink or swim with secondary school. Yeah. If you stayed quiet, you were probably picked on and bullied and whatever else. If you, if you were in scouts, you were definitely picked on and bullied. And I was in scouts, so I kept that bit quiet. But it probably became a thing of right. I'm in secondary school now. I'm either gonna have to, well, not necessarily man up, but just project a level of confidence that'll mm-hmm. see that I'm left to get on with what I, you know, want mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's likely where that started. Be like, right, okay. Well, if I'm gonna do great things, I need to operators someone who's going to start doing great things yeah so i've probably stumbled onto that mm-hmm. at a young age thankfully but 
I think when you are younger, you do operate with a sense of freedom in the yes. way you want to think about things. It's exactly what you say before, like life starts to say like, no, you can't be doing that. You've got to make safe, sensible choices. Mm. But it's just like we can afford now to make safe, sensible choices as we all live under roofs and everything else and mm -hmm. have our cars and pets and all this other stuff that comes with it. So we can afford to make sensible choices. Yeah. So I'd imagine a lot of people have become quite, well, idle with it, whereas go back how many thousands of years when it was like we can't afford to make sensible choices because there are no sensible choices. I'm living in a cave and just discovered fire. <laughs> well, yeah. The, well, they they had to be motivated to go out there, otherwise they would die. Yeah, and so I, now it's like, oh, we, we have all these comforts, so I don't need to have this motivation. I don't need to go out and do this. I don't need to go out that. Which is why probably a lot of people do end up with just like a, I'm not saying a boring or mundane life, but just a life that is well distinctly average. Yes. For the most part. Do you, do you know the thing that, 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 that jumps out of that, what you were saying, is that, that need, um, the old the old phrase that I'm sure everyone's heard is like necessity is the mother of invention. Mm. You know, and, and that drive and I remember a story I heard Elon Musk, who I think is a bit of a hero a hero of both of mm. us. Um, um I love the story that the guy creates, but I think when he invested in the Tesla project and the space project for a time you know, he just made these hundreds, hundred million dollar plus deals, but he was borrowing money off people to pay his rent. Yeah. And he said he needed to feel that that level of need again, yeah. that level of hunger and drive, because that's what keeps people going. Yeah. And 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 um, I've you know I've had a few sort of things where that's that's kind of happened in in my my life, where actually you start to look at the the difficulties and the the failures mm. as right what's happening next what do i learn where do i go from here it's not a it's not i'm not good enough it's just that didn't work yeah try, try you know go big fail better you mentioned it the the um the video from game of thrones when we were last oh speaking. yeah yeah Tyrion lannister Tyrion lannister yeah. who's for to my eternal shame i can't remember the the actor's name peter dinklage peter Dink that's it peter dinklage <laughs> yeah who was in all spoiler coming. Have you have you seen? Um, yes, yes, you have. I've seen Infinity War. Yeah, yes. oh, it was so good. <laughs> that was such a good casting because he is the definitive dwarf. No, 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 uh, no. Um, oh, what's the word? <laughs> no disrespect intended. Mm. But you know, when Thor goes up, Chris Hemsworth goes up and goes, "We have the dwarves." And there's, there's Peter Dinklage, but he's twenty foot tall. It's just like that's just brilliant. I did laugh at that because uh, if anyone had to play that role that was going to be him yeah. but his his comment is you know give yourself permission to fail fail big fail better yeah and then just keep going you know um well okay so we've we've talked a little bit about your your attitude to what you do so you're looking at doing the motivational stuff nowadays because you come through marketing so why why go into the motivational stuff what's the What's your yeah, motivation for, for being a motivational person? Yeah. You know? It's that I want to change the world kind of thinking. And I've sat in four different offices now for different companies and seen, well, again, 28 now. Started being a scout leader when I was 16. Yeah. So there's 12 years of children between 8 and 18 mm -hmm. that have all come through 
stuff with me and I've led them through things and it's like when it comes down to it I would like to think the things that they take away from when they've spent time with me is that they can do better be better become mm-hmm. better and all of that that goes with it and it's like right well I just take that for granted but I do try and instill it into the people that I'm around every day so yeah. there's people complain at work about the most mundane and simple things and I'm like well you know Bigger picture here. We have a very grand life here. So we're sitting in our air-conditioned office, and you're complaining that it's not quite right for you. Yeah. You know, there's 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 a bigger picture to <clears throat> to things like that, and yeah, that's more what it comes down to when it comes to the motivation stuff. It's like I'm a very motivating person, and I genuinely believe the best can be brought out of anyone. Yeah. And if I think I can change the world, it's likely going to be something down that route, and rather than it just being like one person at a time for one person at a time is great but if i can multiply that to hundreds at a time and those hundreds influence one other person like a guy at work started using the same cup every day and i'm counting that as a win because when he first started every time (laughs) you wanted a new glass of water you'd bin the old plastic the next plastic cup just "Just bring a glass in just bring a glass in and then and then it's done and it's done saving the planet one plastic cup at a time but that's what it takes but he then told someone else off for using a second glass and I'm like yes yes (laughs) I remember um, I think it was it was a Jay Shetty video Uh, he was being interviewed or something and um, he said if you want to be a billionaire then just find a way to influence a billion people to the tune of one pound you know okay Mm. this isn't a money analogy but you know, <laughs> one cup at a time, one little incremental gains, that's from the sky stuff and cycling, will eventually, you yeah. know, all add up. So, <clears throat> so it sounds like teaching in the future generations is a big thing. You yeah, know, big style. On that, that big sort of style. Stuff I think for you. being able to bring a normality to wanting to think big and think mm-hmm. better of yourself would be quite a nice, more or less, not a legacy to leave behind, sounds like I'm dying. <laughs> well, we're all dying slowly. We're all dying slowly. Actually, do you know what you meant? You mentioned that that um, at the top of this, you mentioned the ego thing. Yeah. Do you think there's because um, we'd all like to think better of ourselves, but you know, society nowadays, certainly Western society, seems to have a bit of an ego problem mm. in that we'd like to think better of ourselves, but we can't. We're not allowed to. Yeah. And it, we've almost made it made it a bad thing to have this self belief. You know. Yeah. Um, which is horrendous because it's why should you right. not think the best of yourself yeah. all the time yeah which is now what i out now just say to people I'm like oh you're you're a bit confident on you say so yeah why shouldn't i be like yeah. why shouldn't i be there is n- literally no reason why not and the way it is at the minute no one let's say i'm at work or whatever no one around this table oh there's a very slim chance that you will turn around and go like richard you're looking great the day you're doing an excellent job with that richard you know you just you're smashing it at the minute. You're doing this well. You're doing that well. Like if I, if you guys aren't going to tell me that, why can't I say it myself instead? Mm. You know. Yeah. And the, and then really when you good. go on the internal side of things, and it's me, my own self confidence, my own outlook. Why can't I tell? No one's going to tell me my outlook. That yeah. is down to me. Yeah. So why can't I tell myself it's the best outlook in the world that I'm seeing rainbows and unicorns everywhere and whatever else that I want to see? If <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see them, I'd start telling myself that that's what I want to see all the yeah. time. Yeah. If I want to sit and look out over a hill and decide to see the pylons in it so I can look out and see the pylons or I can look out over the hill and see all the nice trees and fields that go with it. Like, when, when, you, when you change your point of view, yeah. what you look at changes. Yeah. You know, and it, that, that's, so, that's so true. 
because with the stuff I've done with psychology, I mean, have you looked into any of the psychology stuff? I was a uh, A-level psychology. You did A-level psychology? Yeah. Cool, yeah. okay. So so that 11-year-old Richard kind of went, hang on, I'm onto something here, and you went off and did the... Well, it was, it was always an interest of mine. I'm sure I've said to many people that I'm very much a people person. Mm -hmm. And I do, <laughs> which is probably a bit of an off comment here but for a long time I know I've, well I've known for a very long time I can influence people mm -hmm. but I know for a very long time I've influenced people to make them do stupid choices <laughs> and, and it's that and it's that more like oh that not well it's putting it across as like oh that person's drunk I better get them to do stupid things and we're all drunk we'll get them to do stupid things where I would be like playing soaps like I reckon I'd convince them to do something stupid here <laughs> and I likely would have done in, in like that 11 to 18 year old <laughs> all right let's be honest 23 year old <laughs> fair enough yeah like out with the guys or whatever would even just playing football and things like that and just like you know let's let's get a bit sure but i can get them to do that which is fine mm -hmm. but then at the same time like why can't i use this influence and power of persuasion that i know i've got <laughs> to then make someone think that a little bit better about themselves at the same time yeah and that's uh, just Rather than the first thing being a quip remark about how they're looking that day and how stupid they're looking or whatever, be like, yeah, but you know, if you like looking that way, you go for it. Yeah. You know that, it's it's pulling myself in to give that balance. I think it's something that I'm definitely working on because yeah. there's those friends that you'll always rib on to no end. That's yes. always going to happen. Everyone's got but, that little inner yeah. circle, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. But at it, the end of it all, I'd like to send them away and like, yeah, you have you have a great day. Go on, go on. Go then, smash it. <laughs> Do you know there's a, there's a thing, and this, you'll you'll have heard this in marketing. People don't often remember what you've done for them or what you've said, but they remember how you made them feel. Mm. And for me, as a teacher, that's 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 one of the things that I try and play on when I'm teaching kids. I did I did a, a session last week where the the kids all left the lesson smiling and laughing. So yeah. the next time I come into the classroom, because I'm not there all the time. They're going to go, I remember, and Sarah's lesson was funny and silly, and she didn't come across as a normal teacher. She did random stuff. Yeah. And that, that's that's the thing. If exactly you can make you people feel business. good, then then that's worthwhile. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I think we've got enough for episode one. Um, cheers for coming in. Um, so I will press the button. Push the button. Push the button, and um, we'll go on to... Episode two. So that was episode one of Stubbornly Optimistic. My thanks to Richard Jefferson for coming in and having a chat with us, talking about the sort of things that actually keep him motivated and keep him going. It's all about the uh, the attitude, etc. You can follow Richard on Twitter. You can follow him on other social media platforms. And uh, yeah, don't forget, guys. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at often change. Keep it stubbornly optimistic, and we'll catch up with you guys very, very soon. Bye.